Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. How's everyone doing? It is Friday night, which means you're live with me, Mr. America, the Bearded Truth, Jason Lyon. I want to thank you guys all for coming out here tonight and uh, spend a little bit of your free time before you enjoy this wonderful, beautiful weekend. Hopefully you don't have the same weather we have here in South Carolina, where it's going to be rainy and dreary all weekend long. But hopefully you're in a happier, sunnier uh, condition than what we're going through and certainly what Julian Assange will be going through. We'll be covering, of course, Julian Assange and that 
whole debacle, that fiasco and everything, uh, the, the stories from both the left, the right, and, and those who are objective on the situation. Um, we're also going to be getting into tonight, um, <clears throat> President Trump's getting involved with sanctuary cities. That's caused a lot of outrage, a lot of heartache, a lot of a lot of head scratching, and a lot of confusion. So that's that's certainly something we got to get into, as well as uh, you know already discussing about. Hey, I'll, I'll give some pardons out there if you just do what I want to do instead of what the law says. Using the law against the law—that's the best way to win a win a, win an argument. So we'll get into that, of course, as well. Uh, we've got a couple of topics covering with uh, Attorney General. Uh, Barr. So Barr has got, he went and seen uh, the House this week. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but then we're also going to talk about some of his stances, which I think are a great improvement compared to the Keebler elf, uh, Jeff Sessions of old. So we will get into that. And Michael Avenatti, we got to talk about him a little bit as well. Uh, What's going on in his world. And of course, we would be remiss without talking about some of the other congressional spats, such as um, what's going on with Ilhan Omar, as well as what's going on with, with uh, Thomas Massey and his feud with John Kerry. Uh, that one was uh, surely a sight to be seen, as well as, um, what was it? There was another big one that we got to talk about. We'll, we'll also be talking about uh, the veterans' affairs, because... If you guys know me, you guys know I'm a veteran. You guys also know I don't use the VA because the VA sucks. It's a failure of a system. I would rather suffer with the conditions that I have that were help created through the uh, through the process. I would rather just forego the attempts of having the VA help me. And uh, sad, the sad truth is, is that there's veterans right now killing themselves in VAs, um, in the hospitals, outside the hospitals and the parking lots in a stance saying that the government is not doing enough with these things. And so there, there is a call to action there. So we do have a lot to go, go through. Um, if you guys have never been here before, my name is Jason Lyon, Mr. America, the bearded truth. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Bearded truth. You can follow me also on Facebook. Um, but you guys should more importantly be following the platform who I am very uh, thankful for. And that is muddy waters, Media. So Muddy Waters of Freedom allows me to come out here and discuss my views, my opinions, and and, uh, give me a platform to reach out to you guys on. So thank you to them. Uh, Matt and Spike are are fantastic uh, hosts. And uh, it's really, it's really beautiful that we have um, that we have this coming up and this is, uh, made possible by them. So thank you to Muddy Waters of Media. Um, also thank you guys for taking some time and, and joining in with me tonight. Um, if you guys really like this, the, the content, the show, you guys can also follow on YouTube. Of course, if you guys are coming from Periscope land or coming from Facebook, um, move around every, every which way possible. And if you guys are ever in question, who is better spike or Shane, uh, first is worst. Second is, is best, not only alphabetically, but also, um, or with regards to alphabetical order, also with regards to the character of the two. So, uh, if you're, if your name happens to be Shane Sweeney, <laughs> sorry, Saint Sweeney, uh, you know, who's the better one because he comes second alphabetically. 
Uh, <laughs> there may be some partisanship there. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick one side or the other. But I want to. I want to first start off with the big banger, the big, the big news of what's been going on. Uh, what's created a lot of hubbub and what's shown the true character of your friends, your families, and those people around you um, by the ways that they've been standing on the Julian Assange situation. So, who is Julian Assange, and why is it why is it so groundbreaking that this this is coming out? Um, Julian Assange is a distributor. He's a publisher. He's a journalist. He's somebody who takes information and, and disseminates it out to the public. He is somebody that has never once been challenged on the validity of the the content of what he provides. He's somebody who has never uh, never gone on. on gone after somebody just because he didn't like them, but he goes after people for the disgusting things that they are. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Sini. Um, the VA has been wonderful to your husband. I'm glad that he's an exception to the rule. It seems I, I'm thankful that they're taking care of somebody. Um, <clears throat> but so Julian Assange has been stirring up trouble for corrupt, uh, for corrupt governments for decades. And yes, yes, absolutely right. Boogie Bumper is nailing it right there. And that was certainly something we were going to get into. Um, but if you guys aren't able to read his comment, the Assange case, as well as the Alex Jones case are the most important things in the world of, of net of the internet freedom right now. Yes. What's going on? Forgot man. Welcome in, man. Um, so with, with him coming out there and destabilizing governments, portraying the truth to the people, and letting the people know exactly who their quote-unquote leaders are, uh, quote-unquote the, the people that are supposed to lead us by example and be good, moral, upstanding people, and then just to have um, atrocious things be spilled out of, uh, against them, it's, it's to the service of the people that Julian Assange has been functioning. Um, so coming up Thursday, so yesterday morning, news broke that at the Ecuadorian embassy, uh, Julian Assange was picked up. He was, his asylum, his, his protections were finally given up and he was taken in and now he is coming to America to face, face the crimes, um, if, if you guys remember all the way back to last year, I know that was like a million news cycles ago. It was, it's, it's difficult. Um, Julian Assange had a sealed indictment against him. Well, this got unsealed. Um, and the allegations against him are not because he was disruptive, not because of the attacks he was doing on the, on the people, right? The government had to find a way in order to go after him. This is, this is the, the basic truth of, of the mafia, of the mob, of any entity that wants to take somebody out. They're going to find a way to justify why they, why they do what they do. And I think certainly when it comes to this situation, the government was able to say, look, back in 2012, when it came to Manning, if you guys remember Bradley Manning, Chelsea Manning. Um, Chelsea Manning was uh, getting information because they were a security analyst. So they were collecting information and providing that to WikiLeaks. During this time, during these events, um, allegedly uh, Julian Assange was working with 
Manning in order to help hack into one of the computers. Basically, the information and all the passwords were deep into the computer, so they had to use a Linux system in order to break in there, get the information out, extract it, and then be able to use that password for Manning to sign on with somebody else's account. It sounds like Manning did a lot of bad things in this, and maybe maybe the avenue, maybe the road was provided um, for Manning to go down that road. Um, but at, at, at best, you have um, an accessory to a crime, at best. But <clears throat> it's it's... Looking at that situation, there really is no reason for America to go in there and grab people out. Now, what we've seen from a lot of people is the idea that this is all a part of Trump's plan. This is all part of this person's plan. This is a part of of, of the American government coming in to protect and to provide for Julian Assange, give him like sovereignty and protection here in America. And uh, I really don't think that with the news that's been breaking out since then, uh, the information there that this is in any way uh, indicative of a plan like that coming through. Um, <clears throat> we see a lot of a lot of people. Um, I, I'm noticing a lot of Trump comments, so I, I want to speak to this. I've noticed a lot of people on the the Trump side. There's the Trump supporters that try to be objective or that are objective, and then there are the Trump supporters who just go, whatever is is being done is always for the betterment of Trump. It's always for the betterment of our movement. It's always for the betterment of MAGA. If you're in the latter group, um, you're you're going to get into a lot of, of difficult situations to get through. But, but when it comes to this situation right now um, of just living in the real world of, of not living in the hypothetical of what's happening in the future, not of trying to formulate what the, the five D market chest is or, or whatever it is. When we go through what this, what we're sitting at right now, what it really does look like is that there was a bunch of different governments out there that have been wanting Julian Assange for, for years, for decades. And during the same time, um, Julian Assange has been tearing apart at these governments. Even even while he was seeking refuge there in Ecuador, he was still like politically punching uh, the Ecuadorian president. He was still politically punching the people that were providing him uh, safety. And so he's not somebody that pulls back just because, oh look, you're rubbing my back so now or you're scratching my back, so let me scratch yours. That's not him. That's not him at all. Right. He says, look, if you're corrupt, you're corrupt. Provide me with protection. That's cool. Uh, there's plenty of, of the judicial system that's going to be able to come out here and help provide for me, help protect for me. Now, what we've seen from Vox News and it, Vox, not Fox, Vox News and, and a couple other <coughs> couple other sources out there are talking about the importance that Julian Assange had a cat and he didn't take good care of the cat. He wasn't a very good house guest. He wasn't somebody that was there. Um that was a, a good person to be sticking around in this area. And that may be true. No one is speaking for the character of Julian Assange. No one is speaking for who Julian Assange is. This is, this is the, this has been the identity politics of the left. This has been the identity politics that's been being consumed and being regurgitated by the right. They have to be somehow a pure person in order to be worth defending, right? There's plenty of slobs out there. Um, 
Yes, absolutely, Boogie. He smeared shit on the walls was another one. And and so, yeah, he may be a disgusting person. He may be somebody that only showers once a week, once a month, once a year, or never. Um, but that doesn't ever – that should never be a part of the equation as to uh, what kind of a punishment this man deserves, if he deserves any. I'm of the oak. I don't really care what he did. Um, okay, that, that came off wrong. I do care what he did. I, I, I absolutely do have some concerns and cares about what it was that Julian Assange was doing. But the problem is, is that they're they're coming at this with such a weak case, right, to extradite somebody for a charge that could be held up to five years and more, more than more than likely um, end up to, to being uh, no time spent in jail um, as information has been coming out about this. As that, if, if we're going through all of this big hubbub over nothing, there's a deeper meaning behind this. We're going to get another Robert Mueller on this. Hmm. Still the dirtiest thing he's done is teabag Pamela Anderson. <laughs> yes. Um, but it, if we look at what Julian Assange did for the American people, for the American populace, uh, Julian Assange has helped us tremendously by speaking truth about what it is that um, Hillary Clinton was doing, what the DNC was doing in the background. Um, that's that it's it's insurmountable to to say like that's a, a non-issue, right? So he attacked the Democrats when it came to the weapons of mass destruction destruction back during the uh, two thousand. Uh, what was that, 2005 era? WikiLeaks was there dropping the truth on that, hurting the Republicans. And so what we saw were the Democrats and the Republicans at different phases of, of, of Assange. He, hate, or he had people hate him on both sides. And now that he's going in, it seems as if it's a bipartisan decision where everybody has to hate Assange. You have to hate Assange. You have to to come out and be like Ben Sass and say he needs to sit in jail for forever. You have to be like Hillary Clinton and say, hopefully he's going to be held accountable for what he did. If that's not hypocritical, I don't know what is. Um, you know, we can look at all these people on the left and the right that just come out of the woodwork or come out of the woods and just go, oh, you know, tear down Assange. Tear down Assange. He didn't do anything good for us. Here's a quick, here's a quick Political Guide to WikiLeaks. 2007, Guantanamo Bay Files, right? Democrats loved it. Republicans hated it. Sarah Palin emails, 2008. Democrats loved it. Republicans hated it. 2009, Climate Data Scandal. Democrats hated it. Republicans loved it. 2010, Iraq War Crime Videos. Democrats hate, or loved it. Republicans hated it. 2016, Hillary and DNC emails. Of course, Democrats hated it and Republicans loved it. And now that he's been arrested, it's the greatest news ever. This is how you know. This is how you know that there is a huge fundamental issue with the way that things are happening, the way that the the, the, the entire plan, if you will, is being rolled out. If you have both the Democrats and the Republicans on board with the idea, mm. Mm, you know that there's some pretty disgusting things about this. And I've already seen, and I've already seen uh, some, some people who 
don't find libertarians friendly, that don't find, I agree with you, Spike, um, we, that we don't find the libertarians to be rational, to be civil, to have like a, a to be uh, for, uh, in any other ways, like decent people. And so when libertarians or libertarian arguments about defending Julian Assange comes out, this is when you get to find out just of how disgusting some of the Republicans and the uh, Democrats are, because they will boast. They will boast about, oh, you know, look at this. He's actually going to go down because this is a good thing. And here's my Republican pundit. Here's my Democratic pundit that is coming out here and uh, <clears throat> pushing this narrative that it's good for Julian Assange to be thrown in and to, to throw away the key, to get it lost, to eat the key, to do whatever it is that you want to do just to make sure that he stays in there. And they they miss the whole entire idea that it's okay to destroy somebody's life. It's okay to continue destroying people's lives just because now we get to make fun of libertarians. So, can we take a moment and just, just pause on that for a second? When people gloat about the destruction of somebody else's life, just to just go, ha got one over on the libertarians. Ooh! Tells you a lot about your character. But I digress. So with this Julian Assange thing, there's um, <clears throat> give you guys a little more of the history of this. Ever since they started, he's, WikiLeaks has been involved with the American government and the American politics. The alphabets, FBI, the CIA, DHS, etc., 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 they have been chomping at the bit, chomping at the bit at the opportunity for the availability to get Assange out of Ecuador and to be able to get him into custody and to be able to get out, extract all of the information that they possibly can. Appreciate it, Coven. Um, <clears throat> to extract every every single drop of information that they could possibly get from him. Because how is it that some one guy, one guy sitting in an asylum, have, be so well connected to be able to, to reach out and to collect information time and time and time again? <laughs> exactly right, Spike. I hope, I hope that with your back, you are bent over and doing the, <laughs> doing the motion for me. If you guys haven't been following Spike, uh, Spike Cohen, he is commenting there on the YouTube land. Uh, you guys got to be checking him out. Tuesday nights right now, uh, he will be returning to do My Fellow Americans on Wednesday nights. It's always a good time. Uh, Spike's always, uh, he, he's... He's much better than the than the Sweeney's of the land, if you know what I mean. But um, I, uh, yeah. So he, he, this guy, he's got so much connection. He's got uh, so much wherewithal to the world, and he's got just everything. He's so involved with so many different governments, so much corruption and everything that there's there's so much incentive. He is the carrot. And everybody's been chasing after it. And finally, it seems like America is going to be the one that finally gets the carrot. Uh, and, and all of these other countries are, are just going to be let out. I, I do got to have a quick question. And since we do have Boogie in the room, if you guys haven't been following Boogie, make sure you follow Boogie Bumper as well. Uh, he, he was gracious enough to let me call into his show three times last night. What a troll I was. But um, 
it always seems like the Australians are causing problems. They're causing heartache, right? I've growing up as a kid, I would watch. I was watching TV, of course. Animal Planet was channel forty three at my house. I remember that because I, I enjoyed it. And uh, Steve Irwin. Mm. Everyone remembers Steve Irwin, of course. When he died, right, that shook the world. It, it devastated the world. That hurt. That hurt quite a bit. And and then now we have another Australian. I don't if you guys know me personally, I don't get involved with the or I don't get emotionally attached to, to government, to politics and everything else. I can watch some pretty horrific stuff. Like remember I, I watched the New Zealand shooting and I mean it took a little bit out of me, but I was all right as soon as I could, you know, catch myself. This damn Australian getting locked up, getting pulled out and, and struggling and, and having the police carry him out while he's kicking and screaming and trying to get out. Um, it rips you apart. And all day yesterday, I woke up, I was in a good mood going to work, I was going to have a good day, and I find that news. And that just really just tears at you. So Boogie Bumper, what is in the water down there? What is actually going on that is causing these Australians to, to make such a large impact? I You got to let us know. What is it? But so going back to the bigger um, – <clears throat> Assange was going to draw proof that Australia isn't real. Woo! Maybe even Wyoming as well while we're at it. But going back to the bigger picture, what are we seeing right now? What is the big problem? And and certainly Boogie hit this comment earlier. That was something I had planned. I, I promise you guys it's not just Boogie. Just just. Being the, that uh, Australian man that he is and driving force for the, for the show. But um, Alex Jones, right, having to go and face a, a court, a lawsuit, because of what he had put out on his show. The information that he had shared off um, and released to the public by, by just talking, by utilizing his voice, by being a part of the free press, by being um, somebody that's not going to be silenced by government. He is now facing a lawsuit by the parents of some of these uh, Sandy Hook children that were killed. And so you you don't have to like Alex Jones. You don't have to love Alex Jones. It doesn't matter how you feel about the man. But when you see that if you release information and somebody feels victimized, not that somebody was victimized, not that you defamed somebody, not that you came out and attacked somebody, but because you'd released information and because their feelings were hurt, because they felt as if they had to relive a situation, um, of, of something horrific as their, their ch- children being killed, that that is grounds in order to take up a lawsuit and potentially ruin the lives of somebody for merely speaking out. That is a destruction on the First Amendment, right? That's a, a, a clearly that is tearing away at the ability for anyone to come out and to, to utilize free speech. I personally am not that big of a conspiracy theorist, um, but we do have somebody in the room that was talking about Australia being being fake. Um, he does, he's not, uh, I promise you Spike is not a conspiracy theorist either. (laughs) Maybe he is, but shutting that down, shutting down the idea that even the crazy loony stories can't be released is 
a way in order to say, so imagine this, right? Let's say information is released and is actually uh, unredacted when it comes to the JFK files, and there's enough information there to prove that it was a government inside job. Before all of that information was released, anyone who's been speaking out, if somebody was to feel victimized and be held accountable in the same way that Alex Jones is attempting to be held accountable, if that were to be the the same case, right? They would be deplatformed, destroyed, and, and and drugged through the mud, and then later out to find out to be vindicated. Right? There's a reason why bad speech, and I say bad speech because it doesn't seem truthful, it doesn't seem honest, it doesn't seem like it's all there, it's all coherent. There's a reason why that speech is important because it challenges you. If you have basic truths and they're not being challenged, do you know that they're truthful, right? The government creates the roads. The government paves the roads. But who, who, if we don't have a government, who will make the roads? Who will, who will build the road, guys? If, if the government's not there, right? A basic truth is that the government, or that roads will exist regardless of which way, you, how, whoever is paying for them, however they're, they're created, right? Government doesn't have a monopoly on actually making roads, <coughs> but they do within regards of, of how American roads are, are built. And so the basic truth is government doesn't have to create them. But if we can't challenge that idea, Right. If we can't challenge the perception of what's going on right now, and it's a conspiracy to think that private roads can be effective and and work and function and and be provided for the people to be able to to transfer around. um, If we can't challenge that, then I could be deplatformed by saying we don't need government ran roads. Somebody could be victimized. All right. Somebody was killed on a government road. I, I really don't want to see the person that comes up to me and says, my father was killed in a car accident on government roads, and mm, you can't talk about that no more, Jason. Right? Sure, it's a, it, 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 you guys obviously see it's an exaggerated case. It's completely exaggerated. But the main premise is there, right? If I talk about something that's controversial, something that can stir up emotion, that can cause issues for somebody, emotional distress for them indirectly, then I could be deplatformed. I could be sued over it. Not for saying, not for intentionally saying lies to somebody, which is slander or libel for destroying their name, but just for merely inaccurately depicting uh, situations, whether intentional or it would have to be unintentionally. Um, Anyone can be deplatformed now. It's happening all the time. Yes. And so there, there's, there is a, a, a difference there with that, Lisa, and you, you make a good point with that. People are being deplatformed all the time right now. And so when, you, when it comes to an actual platform, when it comes to Twitter, Twitter, Twitter can kick people off, right? This is their private space. But when you, 
when you deplatform somebody by destroying their life is more of what I'm referencing. When you when you drag them through the judicial system and they're having to pay for the legal fees, they're having to pay for lawyer fees, they're having to pay for to get to and from the courthouse, from for all of these different things with the potential of destroying their lives in every capacity. This is this is how you deplatform people. When it is so when the money having to be spent out to be able to provide that content uh, whenever you surpass that amount, then you no longer are. Uh, this conversation is pretty upsetting, man. <laughs> Why is that, Spike? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Spike. I'm sorry. I've, I've ruined Spike's day by having terrible conversations. I apologize. We will get back to the, to the, to the bigger, bigger topics, but let me, let me just wrap this up and say that right now, first amendment, um, if you guys believe in the constitution, you believe that that's the, should be the founding document or that is the founding document that should still be uh, applying the rules for the government. Then these are, are both situations where the government will justify its ways and, and means of, of breaking that, of getting involved. And it, it's just not, uh, it's not good. It's not good for us. It's not good for the future of podcasters of anyone who's uh, distributing information. So I want to, I want to go from that deep, dark stuff. And I want to move over to another deep, dark stuff, um, over there at the VA down there in Austin, Texas on Tuesday night or Tuesday during the day. Um, there was a clinic in Austin, Texas, when a veteran reportedly shot himself to death in front of hundreds of witnesses. This is how well the down there at the VA, they really pay attention to their patients and and people are paying attention to each other. Despite the commotion, many in the building remained unaware of what had occurred for some time after the shooting. One group therapy class even continued on for almost an hour after the shot was fired. They are paying attention to you so well that even an hour after somebody was killed, by themselves inside of their building. Nobody knew they were like, ah, it's just another guy at school. He's just having a flashback. It's all right, guys. All of a sudden over the intercom, they have this statement about everyone must clear the building, including staff. So it was a little surprising. Veteran Ken Walker's told news 10. Once they, once they got everyone out, they, they locked it down for an investigation um, to be able to check all of this out. But this is this is a, a singular topic the, or a singular event that has been an actual epidemic. And, and the issue, the core issue, is the way that the government has handled its own problems, right? The government gets involved with all these endless wars, right? We now have children going over to Afghanistan that weren't even born the, with, when the event that spurred up this conflict had occurred, right? We now have people that weren't alive on 9-11-2001 when the Twin Towers fell. And, and despite Ilhan Omar's ridiculousness of what she said, some people did something. Um, they, it was obviously a tragic day. Uh, if, if you were alive during that time, you recall what you were doing that, that day. And there's, there's a terrible country song about it, but I digress. Um, so we have these endless conflicts and people are, are the torment doesn't leave when you leave the, the sandbox, when you leave the Middle East, when you leave all these areas of conflict, 
the torment stays with you. The atrocities of what you've lived through, the experiences, those never go away. When you actually see your friends get blown up, when you lose an arm, a leg, an eye, you don't come back and suddenly respawn them back. And so there's a lot of psychological issues. There's a lot of mental issues that are going on uh, with the veterans of, of today. And they're being ignored. They're being mishandled. They're not being they're not being taken care of. Now, if a government is going to create a problem, um, the government has a burden to provide a solution for it. And in this instance, what they've been doing for the past is they, they have the Veterans Affairs, who's supposed to provide medical treatment, provide medications, and help make sure that, that the veterans that are their patients are taken care of and don't commit suicide. They have been failing tragically. <sighs> so, in 2015, Veterans Affairs Psychological—oh, uh, never mind. Nope, sorry. Between October 20, 2017 and November 2018, 19 veterans died by suicide on grounds of uh, Veteran Affairs medical facilities and what some believe to be acts of protesting inadequate treatment by the country they served. In December. Uh, there was a Marine colonel, a Marine colonel, so officer high ranking, uh, who put on his service uniform, drove to the Bay Pines Department of, of Veterans Affairs and shot himself outside the medical center, leaving a note next to his body. He said, I bet if you look at the 22, the 22 suicides a day, you will see the VA screwed up in 90%. And less than a week ago, two veterans from Georgia killed themselves in separate instances outside of the VA hospitals. For military veterans, access to weapons and familiarity with weapons make it too easy, right? Can you imagine? The There are people out there that would take this situation and say, we need to take the guns away from them. We saw this with the Fix Next bills. We've, we've seen where Democrats are, are trying to push this narrative, this agenda that need to be torn down and removed as quickly as possible. Oh, <laughs> no, you're good, Spike. Um, if you're still out there. No, you're good. <laughs> I, I wasn't connecting the thing, the two. Um, when, so, you know, the, the gun grab is always there. You always have to be prepared for that. Somebody's shooting themselves in the head. We, let's get rid of the guns, guys. Suicide's still going to happen either which way. It, it's just a way. It, it, you take the means out, and guess what? My best friend who committed suicide last year. Still dead. It's not a gun issue, right? It's 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 never a gun issue. It's an intent issue. Why is there intent? Let's look at that. Availability of viable medical options remains a titanic hindrance that's face as well. There's a scheduling problem. Part of it is a matter of accessibility, getting there, and frankly, part of it's a matter of finance and cost. When it comes to when it comes to actually preventing suicide, the VA has been allocated $6.2 million for suicide prevention. Of that $6.2 million, the VA has spent $57,000. So less than 1% of the money. If they were to throw out another $5,000, they would be at 1%. If... They don't care. 
And this is a huge epidemic that's been growing. Recent government reports show that 530 veterans in Texas died by suicide in 2016 alone. That number equates to a suicidal likelihood that is double of the general population. So veterans at any one point in time, we have 1% of the population in active duty. I still think that that's uh, way too much. I, I think we need to have a smaller amount. But nonetheless, this is a huge fundamental issue. Amazon forever about government constitutes. <laughs> I love it, Shane. Um, it's yeah, there's a huge issue here, and I don't see enough people talking about it. And certainly, one way that we can help end these these atrocities and the veterans committing suicide is not put them in danger. Uh, what can we do to help? We can always raise awareness. We can always be sharing out stories like this and, and demand from our politicians that the best way to help the veterans out is to get the veterans out of the veterans affairs. Get us out of there. And, and if the government wants to spend an exorbitant amount of money in order to prevent to provide through the VA, they can surely spend that money better by, by sending the veterans to private health care. Myself, so I don't, I, I generally don't like, generally don't like going personal um, with this. For myself, I have, I have PTSD. I suffer from anxiety and depression from my PTSD. And I don't go to the VA anymore. I cannot go to the VA anymore. I refuse to go to the VA anymore. They would provide me with um, with trial medications, right? So medications that have not fully been checked out and, and been authorized for general purposes. So tester meds have been, been used on our veterans. When it comes to... Um, so the veterans using the private, that is, there is a, a short list of, 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 of reasons why you could use the private. And even then it gets into to shaky waters. It is growing, but it's not there all the way yet. Um, so with my tester meds, if, if, if I can get personal with this for a second, um, there was one meds, one set of meds I went on. I, I believe I've been on five different tester meds. Um, one set of meds, I, Basically, I can describe it as, as becoming hulkish, right? I became irate. I became outraged. I became, I, I was seeing red. There was, I wanted, I got in my car and I was driving around. There was, I was making, I was completely irrational because of the medications that I was put on to see if these were going to be good enough for other people. And, and for us to take, not for us, for the Veterans Affairs to think that this is a good populace to, to test out on. Test the people that are already broken, that are destroyed by, by what has gone on in their lives, um, whether it is whether you want to say it is their personal decision or not to, to be in these uh, situations. When you have situations like this, sounds like the fuck a man. Um, when you have situations like this, these people are not the people you want to put the tester meds on, but the VA nonetheless does that. So we need to be encouraging our members of Congress to, to push us out, um, to release the veterans from the Veterans Affairs. They can keep records of them if they want to, but not to require us to go through the Veterans Affairs because the quality and um, the quality is just not there. It's disgusting. I've been experimenting on on as well. It's hell. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. 
Um, I want to move over to immigration. So we'll stop from the top. Or we'll start from the top down. Um, three days ago on on April 9th, BBC News dropped an article. I'm sure a lot of you have seen this, but Canada to reject refugees with claims in other countries. So Canada is intending to change laws that make it harder for asylum seekers. Um, I don't know why these comments are popping up for my restream. Makes me sad. Um, the move comes as thousands of asylum seekers have crossed the border after their claims were rejected in the U S. So now Canada is also trying to do the same thing that the left has attacked America for doing and saying, look, we don't really have to take asylum seekers. We don't, we shouldn't have to, right? If you're declined in another country, you're going to get declined here. One of the, one of the international laws for asylum seeking is to stop in the first country, um, that you go through and, and to get it there. None of these groups have done that. Um, so they're just migrating around trying to, trying to get help. Of course, we could talk about the, the actual destruction of, of, of women and children that are involved in these groups. And we can talk about, there are people there that don't meet the, uh, the criteria for normal asylum, but would otherwise, um, have their lives torn apart, ripped and, and, and killed for if they didn't come out and seek asylum. But here's where, here's where some of, I think if Shane's still here, Shane's going to get upset. But uh, if a country is sovereign, then a country is sovereign. And, and that sovereignty is, is something that the nation gets to determine on. Do we accept people or do we not accept people? Uh, or bath salts. Okay. I got you. I, I've never, never messed with bath salts. I've, only heard the the couple of, of stories about them and people eating faces, um, and so this story. I don't want to open that up. Uh, this story is kind of telling that none of the left. I haven't seen the left go after Canada or Justin Trudeau for trying to shut this down. Um. It seems like they just think orange man bad. It's ridiculous. Like have Trump derangement syndrome. That's fine. But at least have that same remain consistent for me left. Can you, can you do that for me? That would be really appreciated. Um, and now we'll move down to our Southern border. Trump comes out, drops a tweet today, and that tweet got everybody in a flurry. So I'm going to read you guys the tweet. Due to the fact that Democrats are unwilling to change our very dangerous immigration laws, we are indeed, as reported, giving strong considerations to placing illegal immigrants in sanctuary cities. Only the radical left seems to have open borders. Open borders, open arms policy. So this should make them very happy. So Trump is trying to play politics. He's He's been... Let's be honest. Trump has been very decent at being able to come out there and push, push the buttons and the, to to really get the changes that he's been wanting to see. How the left is going to respond to this? It's going to be they're going to look like hypocrites, right? And this is exactly what he's he's been wanting. Um, as a country, you have that ability. It doesn't make it morally correct. Ideal in prevention. Okay. Absolutely shame. Um, and so as a result of this, him talking about this, you can see the Democrats who represent different areas that are within sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, sanctuary areas, and they are outraged. They cannot 
believe that this would be a possibility, that this could ever be acceptable for a president of the United States in order to effectively import illegal immigrants into these areas to make sure that everybody is happy. And and the way that Trump has, has addressed this was once somebody illegally comes into the country, if they're seeking asylum, you can only keep them for 20 days. If they're not processed during the 20 days, they're actually, as the Democrats have demanded, as, as many people have, have demanded, requested, or opinioned, that they have to be released after 20 days. And so what Trump is trying to do in, in – um, the story is, is that it's not coming from Trump directly. It was an idea from somebody within his cabinet that they're going to take those people and implant them into these sanctuary areas. This is going to put all of these sanctuary uh, cities and areas into direct conflict of now our laws, now our sanctuaries are actually going to be not only intentionally, but clearly going to be not in the best interest of our people, right? Not in the best interest to have people coming in and get dumped off and and to not have any form of a vetting system or anything else, to not know anything about these people, right? They've been in the country for 20 days. They obviously have not assimilated in any any rhyme or reason or in, in any fashion. And so bringing them in there, this is a huge threat. This is a threat not just to um, to the laws, but to the people themselves, right? Now now the Democrats have to go, well, we said that they were good people in there. Do we, do we turn over on that? Of course they do. Of course they do. They say it's disgusting, it's repugnant, it needs to be... President Trump is a disgusting person for doing this, for pushing this on them. Instead, it needs to go to the border cities. Instead, it needs to go to the border counties, to the border states. It can't go to these sanctuary areas. It could not possibly go to these areas. If it were to go to those, if it goes, if it goes along the border, then it's fine. It's justifiable. They chose to live there. And I think that this whole entire thing has been a, a huge, a huge power grab. From both sides. This has been a power grab for President Trump because he wants to really be able to build that border wall. He wants to fulfill that campaign promise and he wants the Democrats to fold on it for him to get it. If if he can get all of that, then he's he's good, right? He feels like he's got 2020 in the back. That's that's what President Trump is is pushing for. That's what he's been worried about in Honestly, if you're playing in the world of politics, I don't I don't see an issue with that. I don't I don't agree with it because I, I fundamentally disagree with the wall, but he's doing what what he can. And with regards to this border, with regards to the immigration, uh, this was actually was dropped three hours ago. President Trump told Customs and Border Patrol Commissioner uh, Kevin. Uh, McAllen, whatever his name is. I'm never going to be able to pronounce his name. I, I don't listen enough to to the actual news. I read too much of it to, to know his name. Uh, he would grant him a pardon if he were to, sit, to be sent to jail for having border agents block asylum seekers from entering the U.S. in defiance of U.S. law. Mm. So President Trump is saying, look, do as I say. 
don't do as they say. I've got the power of the pardon, right? As long as you are violating federal law, you're not violating the state's laws, then I can give you that freedom. I can give you the freedom. You can do as you want as long as you only violate federal law. Keep it under keep it under wraps and keep it within those, and, and you'll be free to go. So block the asylum seekers. Don't let them into the country, and and you'll be a free man at the end of the day. This is one of the issues that um, I've always had when it comes to a singular person having a lot of authority, a lot of power, a lot of swing. And um, being able to have that, the, the power of the pardon, shouldn't be rested on the idea of intentionally violate the law because I said so, and I'll take care of you on the, on the long run. This is going to be, like I said, this dropped just a couple hours ago. This is going to be, on Friday night of all things, um, this is going to be the talking points from the left the entire weekend. And, and imagine, try to figure out if any of it is actually like realistic in what they're talking about, or if it's just all bombastic Trump derangement syndrome, I'm thinking it's going to be more of the latter. Um, but on the principle of the president of the United States should never be throwing out a pardon to encourage somebody to break federal law. That's, that's kind of getting, that's getting above and beyond what the, the premise or the tenor of what that was supposed to be about. Um, so that, that is something that is heartbreaking to see. Um, yes, Stephen Miller has been a name that has been brought up with regards to this quite a few times. Don't need that. Um, I was going to cover the, all right. So real quick. So the, the Senate committee on Wednesday morning, uh, William Barr was there, the attorney general, and he was talking to them, um, during his, uh, during his discussion with them, he had raised concerns about the about how the Trump Russia investigation was started. Um, he also had raised concerns about the spying. Now we've we've seen the spying get vindicated that it, President Trump was was spied upon. Um, either that or Carter Page was spied upon in Trump Tower, and that's why Trump Tower was was wired, right? This was one of those accusations um, that Trump had made early on. Media went, nah, that's not true. And then later on, we found out, yes, Trump Tower was wiretapped. The wiretapping itself, these are all things that William Barr is looking at. So he wants to actually look at how the Trump-Russia uh, investigation started, The some of the key changes in there and he's getting a team of individuals out there to look into this this should be a slap in the face to Mueller this really should be because if he finds anything if he finds anything that would lead I think any reasonable person to think about Mueller did this long investigation 22 months of an investigation and he never once went to the beginning to go should I even be investigating this? Now, let's say, let's say that there was a legal spying done before the FISA courts, before, before the Trump-Russia narrative was created. If we have illegal spying in order to obtain any information, 
and that's what helped create the warrant. This would actually would create a legal precedent called fruit of the poisonous tree. Now, if you guys are cheering on that people were arrested or indicted or charged because of the Mueller investigation, um, what the fruit of the poisonous tree would do would actually nullify all of those charges. Roger Stone would have a clear slate. Uh, Michael Flynn would have a clear slate. Um, anyone who was charged from the creation of the poisonous tree, because when you poison the apple, sorry, you have a poisonous apple, you create the tree, that tree is not poisoned. So you have a bad apple that creates the, the investigation. You have bad information, you have illegal information, you have um, damning information on the investigation or how it was formed, that entire investigation goes away, goes kaput, gets dis disregarded and destroyed. And that goes along with every one of the indictments going on there. Um, I heard you call into the Boogie Show. Aren't you a lefty? Mayor of Realville, no, I am not a lefty. I am just a libertarian. Best lefty out there and the best righty out there. I'm the best conservative and the best uh, liberal you'll ever meet. It happens. <laughs> bask in the glory but <clears throat> so we will see all of those charges be dropped and that's going to be that imagine the melting faces rachel maddow was crying when mueller's report was dropped right she was crying because her entire two years of pushing this narrative and agenda just went away got thrown into the trash not even just the trash but the trash compactor and was squished down and it was into like a tiny little turd sized uh, piece of garbage. And she had to sit there and eat it in front of America, in front of our 15 uh, viewers. She had to eat it. Tears were streaming, right? It was just, it was devastating. Now imagine all of the indictments being thrown out as well. This is one of the opportunities that can come about based on this, uh, this anti Trump spy operation being pushed out there. Um, or sorry, the investigation that Barr wants to get, to get into to see if there was actual illegal spying done on the Trump administration. This would literally destroy the left. This would destroy CNN, MSNBC, um, CBS, all of them. Just absolutely destroyed. Fantastic. Hold the media accountable. If you are not the Julian Assange's on giving out the truth, I don't want you providing news to me. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not sitting here wasting my life watching your garbage. I am so tired of it. We know that life is limited. Why spend it and waste it on somebody's garbage as Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, and the whole lot of them? If you can't be honest as, as Julian Assange was, I don't need you. Continuing on with Attorney General Barr. Um, there's something great from William Barr, something absolutely phenomenal from William Barr. William Barr prefers marijuana federalism over the current confusing mess. This is coming from reason.com. Attorney General William Barr says that he would prefer marijuana to be illegal everywhere. But if states are going to keep legalizing weed, he thinks the federal government ought to get out of the way. Absolutely the correct answer. There is no justification in the Constitution or anywhere else to justify the federal government being able to ban marijuana 
for consumption, for sale, for use, for whatever it is. And understanding that, and understanding that states are legalizing it, so Colorado legalizes it, but because it's still a federal crime, federal federal government can come in and actually prosecute people for abiding by their state laws. This is absolutely wrong, and it should be moved over to federalism and to where the states get to decide. And and once we get to the state level, then we can start pushing for for everything else, right? That's the way we should be going. It's not exactly a rousing endorsement. I continue. Uh, it's not exactly a rousing endorsement for the ending the federal war on marijuana, but it's a newsworthy admission from America's top cop, an acknowledgement that states are going to continue openly defying federal pot prohibition, which puts the Department of Justice in an increasingly untenable situation. It is... I want to I want to take a second and and give a basic truth here. The war on drugs here in America has destroyed more lives, destroyed more families, destroyed more careers than the drugs themselves. And I know it's just about the marijuana right now, but eventually if we get to Portugal and decriminalizing all drugs, America would be a better place. And so there's there's get rid of legal versus illegal, decriminalize it, allow people to to make bad decisions with their lives and then let them be accountable for it. Stop propping up bad ideas, stop telling people they can't make bad ideas. As long as it's not hurting somebody else, let them be free to be stupid. That's my whole stance. I'm not doing anything, right? I, I, I gain nothing by removing the war on drugs other than maybe seeing a prison population that is not so overbearing, that is not pulling money out of my paychecks each week to, to keep people in there because they decided to, to mess with a, a plant. Mm. So William Barr, fantastic. Coming from the Keebler Elf before Jeff Sessions, this is a fantastic transition. This was actually something I was hoping for the next attorney general. Um, If you guys recall, all the way back to when Jeff Sessions was basically forced out and and told to resign. Um, when When I spoke about this, this was my high hopes. This was my high hopes, was that we would bring somebody in that would actually would be in favor of federalism, that would be in favor of legalizing it at the federal level or, or doing whatever it is. Um, if you ain't like me, you're a lefty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Um, this. So let's let's just we got to stop with the, the war on drugs. It, it's point blank period destroying too much. And it's it's the cost burden is just way too much as well. And and while we're at it, get rid of civil asset forfeiture. Um, I was going to talk about Michael Cohen, not Michael Avenatti, but basically he's going to be facing a couple decades. I I really don't want to spend too much time on him. Uh, We are over an hour already, but uh, right now he's out on a $300,000 bail bond from a March arrest and is scheduled to reign later this month. If convicted of all the charges, he could face decades in prison, which is more than likely life in prison because he does seem like an old individual. Um, uh, Oh, this was... 
Oh, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I missed this. When it came to the Julian Assange thing, I do want to. I want to give out some of the quotes from people. This just shows you just of how quick people were to uh, to just absolutely cheer on the fact that Julian Assange went down. I'm glad to see see the wheels of justice are finally turning when it comes to Julian Assange," said Lindsey Graham. In my book, he has never been a hero. Ah, he's not a warmonger like me. He's criticized us for the warmongerings that we've done. Whatever Julian Assange's attentions were for WikiLeaks, what he has become a direct participant in Russian efforts to weaken the West and undermine American society, said one of Graham's Democratic colleagues, Senator Mark Warner of Virginia. I hope British courts will transfer him to the U.S. custody so he can finally get the justice he deserves. Mm. Yes, that's right. You guys heard that correctly. The Democrats are now trying to put him into Russia. He's the Russian puppet. He's there to help Putin. He's just trying to destroy the country. No, he's holding you accountable for the atrocities that you've helped create, uh, help commit. Julian Assange has been a wicked tool of Vladimir Putin and Russian intelligence services. He deserves to spend the rest of his life in prison, says ben, or Senator Ben Sass. Cory Gardner of Colorado. He was... Uh, he praised the British police for taking Assange into custody and called Assange to be extradited so he could answer for aiding and abetting a foreign power to undermine U.S. democracy and laws. Mm. Joe Manchin, he is our property, and we can get to the facts and the truth from him. Cotton and Burr also criticized Assange. Cotton claimed he endangered the lives of American troops in the time of war, and since that, since Assange is used to living inside here, I'm sure he'll be prepared for federal prison. The list goes on and on. You can really see these people. You can really just see the disgustingness of of the vitriol that they have for Julian Assange. Um, There's a couple names in there that I read that it shocked me, right? Absolutely shocked me. But we can get rid of those. We can get rid of those now. All right. So the last, I've got two stories left. The first one I want to go through is if you guys know who Michael Knowles is, Michael Knowles is a conservative speaker. He is somebody that is associated with the Daily Wire, um, so Ben Shapiro's platform over there. And <clears throat> Michael Knowles last night was at UMKC. I don't know what that. I don't know what that. I'm on their I'm on their actual website, their school's website. Um, but nonetheless, over there with Michael Knowles, University of Missouri, Kansas City. There we go. Michael Knowles was doing a, a, a public speaking event, and it was it was something with regards to boys are not girls or something like that. It was something that had to do with transgenderism and and the 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 denouncement thereof. Um, but nonetheless, there was a, a group of protesters inside and I will share this out for you guys. Let me, let me see if this is going to work out correctly. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. I had to make sure I had my volume on for you guys. All right. Um, mm-hmm. um, so this was this was 
a video of that event and these other protesters. Oh man, I ruined it for you guys. So this was, if you guys missed that, so right here, this person has a spray bottle, or not a spray bottle, a super soaker. I'm not sure if you guys could hear that at all. Um, I apologize if you guys cannot. Um, but the person had a super soaker and they came in. The protesters stood up and started protesting against this, started chanting, and a couple people started to leave. One individual runs inside wearing a mask or wearing a mask and shooting a super soaker, and there was glitter in it and it smelled of bleach. Um, the liquid has not been identified as bleach. It was said it was not bleach, but it was something else and it smelled like bleach. Um, but nonetheless, this is, this is the exact, these are the exact actions that the left, uh, rails against, but they also pseudo support, right? Because even the letter from the, um, from the school acknowledging this situation really spoke volumes. So <clears throat> it's loading. <laughs> it's loading. This is horrible. Um, why, why, why you not want to load? There we go. No. All right. <clears throat> a student group brought a speaker to campus, a speaker who professed opinions or a speaker whose professed opinions do not align with our commitment to diversity and inclusion and our goal of providing welcoming environment to all people, particularly to our LGBT community. Upon learning upon of this speaker's visits, members of our UMKC community responded in the best way. This was after the event. So that was the first that was the first paragraph and the first sentence of the second paragraph. By organizing and conducting a counter event across campus Thursday afternoon focused on private messages about diversity and inclusion. And even during the speech, some peaceful protesters stood and expressed disagreement with the speaker's views. Then unfortunately, some others crossed the line. That's it. Some others may have or some Others crossed a line. UMKC must maintain a safe environment in which all points of views, even extreme ones, are allowed to be heard. We must continue to grow and learn on this journey together. Could you imagine having somebody shoot something that smells like bleach in what easily could be viewed as, or what is assault, what is actual assault, because Michael Knowles was hit by the by the liquid? Um just saying, some people cross the line, but he was—he doesn't agree with our our values and our commitment to diversity and inclusion and our goal of providing a welcoming environment to all people. Right? Let me just virtue out there and say, look, this guy is not somebody that we agree with, but somebody may have crossed the line. Somebody crossed the line. I don't want to get into the details of it. It's not that important. What's more important is that this guy said stuff that we don't agree with. If that's your big point of contention, ugh, mm, that, uh, what is the purpose of being a, a, a of running a school if you can't even condemn, openly condemn 
the actions of disgusting lefties who just try to shut down speech. You don't like speech? Don't show up for the speeches. No one is forcing anyone to be there. If you want to have a discussion, you want to have a debate, I believe Michael Knowles is the same as Ben Shapiro, is the same as, as Dave Rubin, is the same as many people within the dark, um, the dark web that allow for dissenting conversations to occur. If you just want to shut down speech or you want to use acts of, of violence or aggression against others, you are a despicable person and you should be denounced by anyone and everyone who believes in in the the freedom of speech and the ability to, to be a rational adult human being. But I want to, I want to go from, from, I want to leave you guys with a little bit of humor. Um, got a little three minute clip. If you guys missed the uh, John Kerry in the Thomas Massey stuff, I've got you hooked uh, or I've got you, I've got you for this. So um, I'm going to share this with you guys. This was over there. John Kerry is coming in talking to the house about climate change and Thomas Massey, the, I mean, honestly, he is the climate change guy. He is the guy that is actually making the most positive effect with what he's doing. This guy has a Tesla battery from a Tesla car running his house right now. He is the, I believe, the only member of the House and Senate, the only person in the government, really, that is completely off the grid. He is somebody that is self-proficient. He spends hours engineering and and designing and, and working to to leave less of a footprint. And the man is a pretty freaking engineering or pretty much an engineering freaking genius. Um, well worth looking into if you guys are, are the brainy sorts, but nonetheless, I want to give you guys this little bit, this little spat, if you will. Um, as we, as we shut down the show. Secretary Kerry, I want to read part of your statement back to you. Instead of convening a kangaroo court, The president might want to talk with the educated adults he wants trusted to fill his top national security positions. It sounds like you're questioning the credentials of the president's advisors currently, but I don't think we should question your credentials today. Isn't it true you have a science degree from Yale? What's that? Bachelor of Arts degree. Is it a political science degree? Yes, political science so how do you get My a Bachelor regret. of Arts in a science? Well, it's liberal arts education. and Oh, it's liberal arts. Not much education there. Degree, it's a bachelor. Okay, so it's not really science. So I think it's somewhat appropriate that somebody with a pseudoscience degree is here pushing pseudoscience. Sick burn, bruh. In front of our committee today. I want to ask you. Are you serious? I mean, this I, is really... <laughs> John Kerry, are you serious? He, he he can't even handle that. John Kerry has been the guy. Um, what was John Kerry's original? He, John Kerry's been a big supporter of this. John Kerry was one of the guys that was working in the backgrounds recently. Um, honestly, in violation of the Hatch Act, if we want to talk about actual seriousness. Um, violation of the hatch act but he's going out there and he's working in with a paris agreement and and all that stuff trying to trying to you know lube it up if you will for the next time we have a democrat in office this is a guy that thinks that that climate change is serious and so we need to spend america's money in other countries in order to help make sure that they make the changes but you know screw america um but we'll, we'll continue on uh, let serious me happening here you know what 
It is, it is serious you're calling the president's cabinet a kangaroo court. Is that serious? I'm not calling his cabinet a kangaroo court. I'm calling this committee that he's putting together a kangaroo committee. What, are you saying that he doesn't have educated adults there now? I don't know who it has yet because it's secret. Well, you said it in your testimony. Why would he have to have a secret saying? analysis of climate change? I just want to know if it's going to pass the John Kerry approval. If it comes from Trump, will it pass the John Kerry approval? Hmm. Let me ask Why you, does the let president ask, let's get back to, keep to the science secret. of it. Let's get back to the science of it. But it's not science. You're not quoting science. I, I, well, you're the science expert. You got the political science degree. Look, let me ask you this. What's the consensus on parts per million of uh, CO2 in the atmosphere? About 406, 406 today. Okay, 406. Are you aware? 350 that being the level that scientists have said is danger. Okay, are you aware? 350 is dangerous. Wow. Are you aware that since mammals have walked the planet, the average has been over 1,000 parts per million? Yeah, but we weren't walking the planet. It, it, it's, um, let me just share with you that we now know that definitively at no point during the least the past 800,000 years has atmospheric CO2 been as high as it is today? The Except reason you chose 800,000 years ago is because for 200 million years before that, it was greater than, the, than it is today. And I'm going to submit for the record. Yeah, but there weren't human beings. I mean, there was a different world, folks. We didn't have 7 well, billion people. So how did it yet. get to 2,000 parts per million if we humans weren't here? Because there were all kinds of geologic events happening on Earth which spewed did up. Did geology stop when we got on the planet? All right, guys. So uh, if you guys want to check out more, there's still another 30 seconds of that. But uh, I, I got to head out of here. We got we got some. Uh, the wife needs to get a new computer. So stores closing soon. Um, but nonetheless, miss that button. So hope you guys all enjoyed the show tonight. We went through quite a bit of stuff. Um, Next time I'll see you guys is going to be Monday night, Monday night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern with me, of course, Mr. Mark of the Beard of Truth, Jason Lyon. Hope you guys all been well. Please, 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 please uh, just share something nice about Julian Assange this weekend. Figure out who who's there to, to hate who. Um, but when it comes to when it comes to all this stuff, remember that we have to discern the information. We have to we have to hit it with logical thoughts and reasonings and uh we can we can prevail with truth and with honesty and uh it, it is truly a tragic situation there with julian assange um but i will see you guys monday night 7 p.m eastern do not drink and drive or ride with those who do you have family friends who care about you and love you deeply and i will see you guys monday night i am mr murka the bearded truth jason lyon uh stay safe and i'll see you guys then